Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', the only podcast that just, it's like, like you say no to drugs. It's say, we say no to funkin', and we exclusively focus on munkin'. I am on your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Brera. Andre, how are you? Oh, I'm doing just great, Jake. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, you know, I'm happy to be munkin' again. Um, you know, that's the thing about this show is that every couple days it's like, I know I'm gonna be back to munkin'. And we all need something consistent in our lives these days, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, there is some consistency in, like, that there's nothing to do. But aside mm-hmm. from that, yeah, I know. This, uh, this brings a lot of joy to my life, so. Yes. Grateful. Um, I'm, I'm grateful to have you as my compatriot in this journey. Um, we're here to talk about Mr. Monk and the Employee of the Month. Now, this is not an episode of Monk in which he watches the Jessica Simpson, Dane Cook, Dak Shepard film Employee of the Month. Um... It is him at a store. Now, what do you think of this episode? Uh, it was cool. I mean, I like uh, what it gets to later on, mm-hmm. but uh, it's fine. It's all right. Yeah. Um, I like the stuff between him and his former partner. Yes. Um, I like that you buried the lead. That you I know. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. This. Yeah. There's a bit, of course, as you can, if you watch the episode, you know that uh, the part, his former partner is Joe Christie, my Uncle Joe. Um, uh, I've somehow, with my white Northeastern you know, mostly Irish family on my dad's side, I don't have an Uncle Joe. There's actually no Joes. I can't think of any in my immediate family. Or like even like I can't believe cousins. that. That's, that's so shocking to me. I know. It's actually crazy. You know, like I'm, every other name, um, you know, uh, but no, uh, no, I, I have an Uncle Jack and Uncle Jeff, which are close, but... Uh, is, is it, okay, I have a question, and sure. I'm sorry. Like, you can edit this out later if you want no. to, but okay. is, 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 uh, is your Uncle Jack, is he a scumbag? Michael Jack is an unbelievably nice guy. Okay. I love Michael Jack. Because, you know, because, you know, like, um, my, cu- uh, sorry, my in-law, uh, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law, Jesse, he has the thing, where, he's Italian, mm-hmm. uh, and he said that there's always an Uncle Jackie who's, like, a piece of shit. Now, do you family. want me to cut that piece of information out? Because I don't mind no, saying no, no, that Michael no, Jack, no. I love Michael, Michael Jack's one of the funniest guys in the world. Um, he won't know. No, I mean, yeah, and, I mean, I have nothing nice thing to say about Michael Jack. I actually have nothing nice thing to say about, you know, all my uncles, I, you know. On my dad's side. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to talk shit about my family. This is not what this is for. But I do love Michael Jack. Um, and he's very much not a piece of shit. Great guy. Uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about my uncles. Although, you know, this episode is about my Uncle Joe. Um, and although he, does, he doesn't look like he could be my uncle, the guy who plays him, because he looks a little too, like, Italian. But his hairline definitely is a very Christie family hairline. Like, that, that you know, my Uncle Jack, love him. He, 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 there's some similarity there. Um, anyway, uh, so we start off a wide shot of a parking lot for a grocery store, um, and we see this nice woman pulling into the empty parking lot, um, and uh, she's clearly going to work. And, you know, I resent this woman because the idea of showing up to work really early is something that, like, I, I'll never do. Um, I don't know. Are you, have you ever been the first person at the office? Yeah, I often, well, these days, yes. Um, but also before that, no, I do like to get uh, a lot of work in because I actually prefer to work in an empty office. So the earlier mm. you get there, the more time you get to like do mm-hmm. whatever. So alternatively, since I work remotely, is sometimes if I stay up too late, say watching a movie night before, which is something I do almost every day, uh, I may or may not set my alarm for 15 minutes before I'm on the clock. And I don't bother showering or eating. It's sort of work. So there's the two poles of people, you know. What I mean? 
Yeah, uh, we're the two extremes. Yes, I uh, never... Uh, it, this is not a good thing. I, I'm, I'm aware of this. But there really is a part of me where, like, not so much with work, sometimes depending on where I was working, but with a lot of events in my life, subconscious, like, in my mind, it's like, if I'm showing up within 10 minutes late, it's like, oh, thank God I did good today. <laughs> I did good. It's, I, I swear to God, it's just, the, the thing I once read about being late, and there's nothing worse than people are like, being late makes you're, means you're smart or whatever, that's dumb. Um, I would love to wish that, I wish that was the case, but it's not. It's that, like, you have, constantly being late is, you constantly talk yourself into how fast you can get to a place, and it's like, especially with New York, because you're walking everywhere, it's like, I know damn well I've never been able to get this place in 10 minutes, but today, I can yeah. do it. I definitely can get this place in 10 minutes. Anyway, so she gets into the store, it's empty, she turns on all the lights, and you see that some good uh, screenwriting, show not tell, which is, I hate that axiom, because people use it completely incorrectly all the time, um, you see that she's the employee of the month for every month, um... And she goes into the break room, and what does she see? Um, she sees... I don't know. What she sees she a note. She sees a note okay. that says, go to the loading dock, Mr. Okay. Donovan. That makes a lot of sense. I've, yeah. I missed that somehow. And she goes to the loading dock, and no one's there. And uh, she then... This scene is a lot to talk about. <laughs> There's someone with a forklift. Um, yeah. That is basically chasing her around, and yeah. I forgot exactly how the murder goes down, so I'm like, is she going to get, like, hit with this forklift somehow? And it's kind of ironic that last night I tweeted about it, I watched the movie Prometheus for the first time, which famously, right. I knew this before I even saw it, famously has a scene where someone tries to run away from something and just doesn't just run to the side, and it's like, is this going to be the yeah, same thing? Yeah, in a straight line, yeah. Yeah, but no, that's not what it is, although it would be pretty funny. It also would remind me a lot of that scene in Austin Powers where the guy gets steamrolled, um, where you know what right. I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But what uh, ended no, up happening I, to her? Yeah, so she ends up, like, uh... I, I, well, she tries to outrun it, and then, like, the forklift ends up knocking into, like, one of the, I guess, stacks of things. Mm-hmm. And it just knocks a bunch of 42-inch uh, HDTVs, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, she's gone. And you have to keep in mind, now, the thing is, this is a, you might be like, oh, you can't do this episode today, that episode today, yada, yada, yada. You couldn't do this episode today, not because anything with PC culture or whatever, but because today, flat-screen TVs are so much lighter... That you wouldn't die if you got hit with a 42-inch flat-screen TV in 2020. In 2005, you do, though. It's too heavy. Right. Yes. No, you're right. But, like, also... Also, um, I'm joking. You're giving me a serious answer voice, and I don't like that. (laughs) I'm not... No, no, no. No, because I want to get to my point, um, which is that she's stupid and she deserves to die because, like, if you're allergic to dust, which we find out later, Mm -hmm. like, why the hell are you going back there? And obviously, She was asked to buy her boss, though. But her Mm -hmm. boss knows that. Mm Mm-hmm. By the way, just to confirm how light TVs are, I just uh, lifted my TV that's behind me up, and it's very light. It's only 32 inches, though. Um, God, that's... Side note, it's really crazy how everything else in the world has gotten more expensive in my lifetime, except for flat-screen TVs. Like, I remember when we bought the, we bought a flat-screen TV in, like, 2003. It was massive. It had needed, like, special light bulbs, and it was, like, $3,000. And now you could get yeah. a 50-inch TV for, like, $400 on Amazon. Yeah, My, the TV I have so now, insane. the f- TV I have now is 32 inches and it was like $112. I just ordered it. <laughs> is it a TCL? Yeah. Like one of those Roku ones? Yeah, exactly. And it's like super cheap. Like there's no frills or anything like that. But, um, you know, shouts to uh, whoever is behind that's responsible for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're like, if you're like just like a streamer, like wh- why the hell would you get anything else? Like exactly. I don't need a Samsung Curb TV. Like, no. no, thank you. Now, don't get me wrong. I, my parents have a really nice TV and it's, I mean, uh, 
Well, I actually have second cousins. I want to talk about uncles and cousins stuff like that that have an 80-inch TV in their den that's, like, a super expensive flat-screen thing. And, like, it's not worth it unless you are... If, but if you have, like, a den room that you watch movies in, like, it really makes a difference. <laughs> like, it's like, holy shit, yeah. like, this is unbelievable. Anyway, I can talk about stuff like that forever. Anyway, she dies. Um, and uh, it's important to note she knows the, the killer because she says, what are you doing here? When she sees the person. Just a little note. Um, right. So then uh, Monk and Shrona, after the theme song, enter the store. And Shrona needs a new TV. Speaking of TVs. And there's a... I hate... The, the thing she says that... What does she say is the issue with the TV? Uh, she... Uh, you know what, man? Like, I'm not paying attention to that. I don't know. What did okay. she say about this, it? You know what? This is just me. Maybe yes. she, she says that the TV's broken. It won't change the channel from the science channel. If... Oh, that she's been watching? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't care if she... There's a joke about, like, the moon landing. She's bored of it. And Monk makes fun of her saying, like, you're bored by space travel. But if their TV won't change channels... The issue is not with your television, it's with your cable. Right. <laughs> it's not right. a TV issue. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stupid. Um, anywho, so they go back into the loading dock, um, and Monk Kryptonite is there. He accidentally steps on it. What? It, what's uh? What, what does he step on? Oh, he steps on some bubble wrap. And what does that mean he has to do? I mean, he's got to pop them off. I mean, I wouldn't say that's a Kryptonite, though. Like, it's no, not, it's I not. Mean, not. Yeah, I would do the same thing. Um, I mean, I will, okay, not that much. I do need to pop over at, um, uh, but not. I'm not that crazy. Uh, but I do, yeah. I feel like it's super rare now. You know, what you get a lot of times is you get that like big the air packets. Air packets, yeah. Which those are not. You can't pop those with your fingers easily. Um, but it is fun to like. I, I you know take a scissor because I've been unpacking stuff a lot recently because I just moved. You know, take a scissor and just. Yeah, yeah, that's fun for sure. But it's yeah. just like yeah, it's not, it's not a thing you can do for forever. That's yeah, that's bubble wrap is just it's truly a special substance. Um, and you know what? For a lot of the, the things that we've done as a species over the past couple decades, we're we don't deserve it. So I'm glad it's being phased out. Anywho, um, so they're saying that they're saying it's an industrial accident. We know it's not an industrial accident. We saw what happened. Um, Sharona learns what top killed her and is like, "Why can I have that TV?" Yeah. And yeah. Samar points out. Yeah, that, uh, wait, what does he point out? Well, he just, he's, I just like the way he deadpans. Sure, the TV just killed a woman. And then she says, oh, what, put it in lock jail? Up the TV? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, great point. Uh, but yeah, that's a piece of evidence. Like, mm-hmm. Sharona, what are we doing? And then Randy yawns. Oh, why, yeah. Why, why is Randy tired? Was he up late watching Prometheus last night as well? Um, no, he was up, uh, last night. With his new girlfriend, uh, wallet model named Crystal Smith. Yeah, Crystal Smith, the wallet model. He pulls out a picture of her, and it's the thing you get in a wallet, which I'll be honest with you, I've never seen one of those. Cause Me either. Not like I've that. Owned, I've only owned two wallets in my life, and both of them were gifts from my parents. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I also don't think that that's a thing you get. I don't think that's you a thing have that two, you get. Don't tell me it's like a Velcro wallet. No, of course the not. Second, the one you no. have now. No, the first one I had was a Velcro, but this is like a nice like fake leather, you know. You know, it's fine. It's normal. Yeah, I believe it. I, I had a Velcro wallet that had my name in red letters on it when I was like 10. But when I was like 17, my parents got me a good one. And it's clearly a good one because this lasted, uh, you know, uh, seven years. So anyway, Sharona doesn't believe that Crystal exists. Um, and I mean, it, I, to be, I believe. I mean, I understand. Yeah. 
And then Monk learns, because well, basically they're talking about, like, why did the DA call you in? And they're like, oh, the DA didn't call us in. Who called them in? Uh, it was your your uncle. Your Uncle Joe Christie. My Uncle Joe Christie. Former I mean, cop. Former cop who is no longer a cop because he uh, apparently stole drugs, basically, is the gist of it. And then there's some other stuff that happened, but, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a dirty cop. Let's just say that. Yeah, he apparently stole drugs. They, a a uh, dealer was left free because of it. And then that dealer ended up killing two cops. Stoudemire knew one of them, and Monk knew them both. Um, and, um, yeah, there's definitely... I mean, at this point, you know damn well that they're, they're going to find out he didn't do it. <laughs> like, that's kind of right. the telegraph for that. Um, but I think what I like about this is that Stoudemire, I, you expect Stoudemire to not want to have anything to do with him, but I like how Monk is, like, in a very serious way, like, no, I'm not going to talk to him. Like, I, I'm sorry, he betrayed me. I'm not going to... Um, and I think that that's a nice character touch. Yeah, I mean, it's it's typical monkification of an episode where the the course of guy is somehow tangentially related to people that they know or yeah. whatever. Yeah, in this I mean, case, it's super yeah. convenient that it's his ex partner. Yes, I think that that's true. But you also have to keep in mind that they if if it wasn't his ex partner who was the security guard, Monk never would have been called in, and this would have just been called an accident all along that's so like true. it's, yeah, it's that's not true. like this one is like a, it's it, the fact that it's monk's ex-partner is why the case have exists in the first place um and also i think that something that andy breckman mentioned when he's on the show is that like and i think this is true that what separates this monk from a show like from like the 70s of procedural is that like there are the emotional beats and even if that means sometimes shoehorning in people from their lives into those cases i think that that makes a more fulfilling episode than just uh where, where we're gonna drop monk in today um and, uh, yeah, so Randy has to go take uh, my uncle's statement um, because Stoudemire and Monk refuse to talk to him. Yeah, uh, no one else can, like, uh, can just be, like, an adult person and just do what you got to do. Your job. Simple. Yeah. Um, I believe it was one Bill Belichick who famously once said, do your job. Um, and then Monk obviously has to pop ball the, the bubble wrap, so Stoudemire starts helping him because he's a good friend. Yeah. And Sharona and Randy come back with uh, the results of talking to my uncle. And apparently uh, Edna was alerted to dust and her heel fell off so that he thinks that she was being chased. Correct. Uh, and uh, Monk normally would be receptive to something like that. But he's like, can't work with him. Which, you know. Yeah, he's a man. He's got his. He got. He has his stances. He takes. I get it. I respect it. In fairness, if you believe that someone who you were once very close with stole drugs and committed a crime that led to two people that you knew getting killed, I, I on the one hand, yes, you do need to do your job as a cop and talk to him. On the other hand, it's like that. That is kind of that is worth holding a grudge over. <laughs> like that's pretty bad. Right, but like what we find out later, it's mm-hmm. that like, dude. Uh, Maybe was this around the time that Trudy died? Or was it was. After? It was after Trudy died. After. Okay, so like, I don't know. I feel like Monk should have like paid more attention to it at the beginning. Like, I guess, but that's what sets up the second part of the episode. Yeah, but... and I also Monk was not really. He was. It was right after Trudy died, so I don't think he was really. You know, looking at the case. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, so then Stomart gets uh, other cops to come over and help pop the bubble wrap. Anyway. Then we cut to one month later. This is, I think, the first time in the show we've ever right. had something like that. Right, super weird. Yeah, um, and then Monk is being challenged. What is he being challenged with? Uh, with a jigsaw. 
not only one jigsaw, but a, but it, but it ends up being I think three different jigsaws that the kids start Benji and his pal start mixing in. Yes, three different jigsaws. Of course, I assume the, being the plot twist of Saw Five or something like that. Um, I was I really badly wanted to say you want to play a game. Uh, you go for it. I mean, I didn't well, know I you had a, I didn't know you had a Tobin Bell on deck, but. Um, you know, it, was, it wasn't bad, right? It was fine. I haven't watched those movies. Um, I'm pretty sure about Hoyer. What? Ever, any no. of them? No. I'm, I don't, honestly, I haven't watched most horror movies. I really only recently have been not scared enough to watch horror movies. And I go, like, stuff like that is just not, I'm not interested. It just it, what's it scar- What's the scariest movie you've seen to you? Um, scariest to me? I don't know. That's a hard question. Because, like, this last year I watched, um, I watched The Exorcist for the first time, like, a month ago. That wasn't that wasn't the scariest movie I've ever seen though. No, it's not. Um, give me actually a second. I have a list of every movie I've ever seen, and so I'm actually gonna command F for horror. And uh, so keep uh, keep going with the episode, and I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, and so Benji's showing off uh, mm. Bunk being like uh, you know savant or whatever, or mm-hmm. really good at these things. Um, and his friend's just like, is he a robot? And he's like, nah, he's just a guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that's when they decided to throw the little monkey wrench and, mm-hmm. uh, and drop all the three of them. And he like freezes up. He's just like, wait, what the f- Oh, we skipped over that previously. What? So when they, when they were discussing- Oh, right, 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 the, right. Yeah, yeah. When they were discussing like, uh, Edna, like mm-hmm. her history, she was like an overachiever. A lot of people mm-hmm. didn't like her, blah, blah, blah. But recently, like in the last months, few months going into the- mm-hmm going into the murder mm-hmm. uh she had like four complaints like four written complaints yeah. three that yes. like or three and it occurs to monk when he's trying to solve this puzzle that those letters were supposed to be from different people but they were actually they were sent from the same person because mm-hmm. it came from the same roll of stamps or some yeah. shit like that yes because the the way that the stamps are torn it's like matches up your jigsaw puzzle uh by the way i looked the probably the scare i don't know if this is a scary movie but the scare the thing that scared me the most is because uh, I watched both the Conjuring movies this year. Is did you have you seen both of them? Uh, yes, I have. The scene where the little girl's home from school and the guy appears behind her and says, "My house" is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, I don't remember that. I don't uh, remember that. That movie. Um, it's one of those. I the think claps. Like, the claps is what I remember. Oh, that's from the first one. The I, the, the, I, I know someone listening to this is gonna know the my house moment. It because it's like also it's only like thirty minutes into the movie, and so it's like it's before you know like in a horror movie you kind of tell like the big scares come at least like an hour in, but it's like I'm expecting just like some chairs to move and something like that, not like a full ghost man to appear behind this girl and shout at her. <laughs> Anyway. I think in, I think uh, the, I think the one that got me the craziest was uh, Insidious Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a part where like uh, Patrick Wilson is like in the Beyond or whatever. The hell I have not is. seen the Insidious films. I should watch them, but I'll get it. Uh, well, yeah, he's in the Beyond, and then like it's like this weird nebulous area, and mm-hmm. he's looking, and all of a sudden there's like some fucking like old naked fat guy like in front of him, just saying, "He's got your baby. He's got your baby. He's got or some shit like that." That's he, like, I mean, that's the good shit. Anyway, it completely got me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's move on. But I mean, you, you gotta love that shit. You know, any t- if the Shining taught us anything, is that uh, an old naked person is guaranteed horror. Although that scene is more just disgusting than anything. That and, really and, scared and, me. And 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 it chapter two. I am afraid of clowns, like legit. So I've never. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, right. never gonna happen. Um, so anyway, um, so you know, they he goes he goes back to uh, to the store and he meets up with my uncle and. He basically um, shows him the letters, and he's obviously impressed. Excuse me. And, you know, uh, Joe Christie's excited. Um, 
And then Babunk's like, I'm not here for you. I'm here right. for that woman. Which, like, yes. everyone hated her, so, like, that's actually a bad reason to be there. No, no offense. But, um... You know. Also, Megamart, the, the fact the store is literally called Megamart is, like, is not good. <laughs> like, that's... that's, that's... That's bad, but also, like, remember, um, I don't know if this is a thing. I'm, I'm sure it probably is a thing, but there's, like, no Walmarts within, I think, like, city limits of, of Los Angeles. I, that's and I'm pretty true. Sure it's a, and I'm pretty sure it's the same thing in San no, but, Francisco. No, but, but Megamart, is Megamart a store on the West Coast? No, 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 but it's, like, no, my, trying no, to no, be No, of that. course. No, my point is that I, I wouldn't expect them to use a real name of a store. Just Megamart feels like, I don't know. It feels like if you were to make a fake cereal called sugary cereal. Because, like, Megamart is just, like, the term that people would use for Walmart, Kmart, you know, Target. Anyway, um, at least Superstore has the, you know, came up with uh, Cloud9, which doesn't sound like, um, which doesn't sound like just, like, a random jumble of words with Mart at the end of it. Anyway, um, so, uh, Monk needs to go undercover in order to feel around. It's not entirely clear why people won't trust him. It's not like this is, like, the mafia. But he needs to go undercover. Um, and yeah, that was interesting. We very quickly cut to Monk in a uniform. And he's overwhelmed, obviously. And he's asked... Yeah, for, wait. Yeah, go. Wh- wh- when was the last time he went undercover? Wasn't it, like, two episodes ago? I mean, yeah, this he, is obviously, like... Technically, is, he went oh, undercover. Yeah, technically. Although he was still Adrian Monk, he did technically go undercover. Um, so... Yeah, he and then apparently we learn that there's a dog being brought in to beef up security, which feels kind of dumb. Um, anyway, it just kind of feels unnecessary. Um, we meet yeah. Brent Donovan, who's the shift manager, who is perfectly cast. Um, yep. And then we meet Ronnie and Morris, who um, Morris. I think is, one of the guys. I think one of the guys is from Garden State. I want to. I don't know. I don't know if he. I haven't seen Garden State because I. A thousand no, sons. Good. A, th- a, th- a Thousand Sons is about equal to how much I dislike Zach Braff. Um, but the heat of A Thousand Agreed. Sons, I mean. Um, yes. And so, I haven't seen it. But the one guy who plays Morris, I know as Michael Weston. Who, that's the name of the actor. Because that's only notable because he's on like every USA show Burn. ever, including Burn Notice. You know, the actor's name is Michael Weston, and he's on and the, the show Burn Notice. Exactly. Yes. yes. The char- main character of Burn Notice is named Michael Weston. Uh, Michael okay. Weston also is in a great episode of Psych, which is the main reason I know him. Michael Weston is in Garden State. So yeah, my, shout out to Michael Weston. Um, great. I mean, he's just he's not really doing much here. Um, he, like I said, his episode of Psych. Anyone who watches Psych like, knows he, it, my guy Adam Hornstock, one of the best episodes of the show. Um, anyway, so yeah, he needs Ronnie and Morris, who are just two doofuses. Um, and then we get a nice, we get something rare in Milk. I think we get a nice montage of him working at the yeah. store. He's like mm-hmm. putting stickers on, and he's working in the shoe department. Um, yep. <laughs> what does he do with the shoe department, though? There's, I think, a good visual gag. Um, I, wh- he, nah, I don't know. He, in, you, when he's putting, when he's testing shoes, he's not using his hand. He's using the grabber thing. Okay, well, you know what's crazy? It's like, wow, this whole thing, remi- this whole scene reminded me, the first thing I thought of, and that's why I didn't give a shit what he was doing, um, was those things that you used to use to measure your feet. At shoe stores. Because yes. I haven't been to a shoe store in so fucking long, and if I do go, I just know what I'm going to get, so yeah. it's like I need to, like, try it out. Yeah. Those are classic it's... things. Yeah, that is the thing you kind of stop using once you know how big your feet are. Um, once you stop growing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, when you're a teenager, every year you got to change it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know. But then, I don't even want to talk about the fact that it feels like sizes are not uniform or cl- cross-brands. 
they gotta do something. Like they gotta regulate that. There's they no gotta reason. figure that out. There's no reason why an 11 in like Nike will fit me, but then I gotta get like a 10 if I'm getting Fila's, um, which is totally a thing that happened to me recently, and it's a problem. Anyway, you have a pair of Fila's. You damn right have a pair of Fila's. I don't care about. I'm not a hype beast in my shoes. I just get fucking shoes that are comfortable and I like the look of. Um, anyway, um, let me. You know what? These, these are my these are my new Fila's. Uh, I got these couple like a month ago. You know, not bad. Those are the Air Monarchs of Felis. I'm honestly, I would have gotten a pair of Air Monarchs, but they're more expensive than you think. Um, I, I think is like, I think I understand. I could not care less about sneakers. I only. Do you I, own a pair of New Balance? Uh, I have before, not currently. But you know why? Because at all times, I only pair own two good pairs of sneakers. Um, and yeah. they're super comfortable. I know that. I mean, yeah, I, I have no problems with New Balance. I wear Asics and Nike. I, anything, man, any anything but Skechers. Skechers is a bridge too far for me, but um. I'm a cozy boy, and I'm not gonna apologize for it. Anywho, um, so he's doing the shoes. We gotta speed up because I'm taking too long. So yeah, uh, you know he is. He there's a cleanup on aisle four. He also makes another guy for being smelly. Yada yada yada. And then there's an important scene where he is cleaning. He's sweeping outside in the parking lot, and he almost gets hit by a van driven by Jenny, one yes. of his coworkers. He's fucking mean. Yeah, she sucks. Not yeah. a fan of Jenny. Nope. Um, and I got her number though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> so then Monk is folding and he's talking to a character who I don't believe is actually named in the show. I don't really remember. No, that. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Um, and she says that everyone knew Edna and she was a perfectionist. Um, which is funny. Um, yeah, and like basically implying that everyone didn't like her because she made everyone else look bad. AKA exactly. also throwing like you know everyone into suspicion in mm-hmm. a way. Exactly, everyone, anyone could have killed her. Um, right. And then there, he goes. Monk's in the break room. He's unrolling a sandwich. Um, and at that point, uh, Morris and uh, Ronnie are trying to get uh, stuff out of the vending machine by sticking their arm in it. Um, and then Jenny comes in and like says like, "Hey, Mr. Donovan wants to see you." And like we're on break. He's like, "No, you already took your break. If you're not there, I'm gonna report you." Because apparently now she's Jenny Silver Tool, yeah, Jenny Silverman. Yeah, she's coming for the crown. She she well, wants the well because apparently the, they explained that apparently she was really cool beforehand, right? Yes, correct. She used to be down with the with the crew. They used to crack open a couple of brewskis in the parking mm-hmm. lot after work, blow off some steam. But all of a sudden, she just got like super focused on being the best employee she can be. So everyone's just like, man, screw this chick. Mm-hmm. And then Monk unrolls his his bag he has multiple bags some uh aluminum foil and he sees a sandwich has one bite out of it which is funny just fucking eat it just eat it if you're gonna take a bite out of it yeah that's part of it and it's also like if someone is the type of person who eats a piece of someone else's sandwich and then leaves it is not gonna go through the trouble of like meticulously rolling it back up into oil and then putting it it back it's still stupid uh anyway so you know, Ronnie and Morris are showing Monk around some places, and then Ronnie starts freaking out because he's like, "Those are the guys, the guys that beat me up a few months ago." Oh wait, it was last week. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so these guys apparently beat him up. And what are they doing at that moment? Uh, they're which well, it didn't occur to me at the time, but they're buying um some shovels mm-hmm. and some uh some like digging equipment. Exactly, they're doing some digging. Yes. And I don't mean yes. the kind you do when you want to learn more information. Um, yes. 
And then there's a scene I liked the way it's staged where they're checking out with Jenny and yeah. she is acting like she doesn't know them, but like puts in their zip code and he's going to pay the credits. Like, wouldn't you rather pay cash? Cause I, I like that. Cause there is kind of like that. It's something it's, it's in the sweet spot where you can notice it too. So it's not like Monk is a superhero, but if you weren't paying, if someone wasn't paying attention, they wouldn't notice it. You know? I mean, I sure as hell didn't pay attention until Monk pointed it out. Then I was like, Oh yeah, that is weird. Mm-hmm. So clearly she knows them, but she doesn't want anyone to know, which is suspicious, if you ask me. And apparently Jenny also turned down a management position at another store. Hmm. Is she... Listen, yeah. she, she, just, she just likes life the way it is yeah. right now. She, I don't know. She Honestly, like you know, the issue don't know. Maybe she's got, like, a kid who's at, like, a daycare that's cheap nearby. Like, there's a lot of reasons. Yeah. You know, there's a that's lot of true. reasons. Um, but obviously it's a clue. Um, and, uh... You know, um, of course, my uncle has to throw in a thing about how maybe she's just loyal to the store, to her coworkers. And Monk says, digs a deep, was like, I was loyal to those two cops, as in the ones that uh, Joe allegedly got killed. So, you know. Sold down the river, correct? Exactly. Um, I don't know if that analogy works so much there, but fine. <laughs> just go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, also, that's a great thing about being in New York is that you can say that, and it, it actually like because the pr- prison is famously up the river. Um, I don't know where San Quentin is in relation to Los Angeles, but I don't think it's. I assume it's probably not up a river. Sold down the coast there. Yes. Suck uh, it. Word to word to my all my guys at Sing Sing. I don't know if you're allowed to listen to podcasts, but Austining. Um, yeah, that's Sing Sing, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, Austin-ing. I know things. I know. Yeah, I mean, I knew San Quentin. I would assume you knew Austining, you know, but. Uh, I thought because you're a big Metallica person. No, it's because we had the Danny Trejo episode, so we went over it then. No, I mean, also, who doesn't know San Quentin? That's like, I feel like San Quentin's more famous. I, I mean, not as famous as Austin. I feel like the thing is, there are two prisons that most people know. <laughs> and no, there's three. What's the third one, then? Rikers, baby. Oh, right. Yeah, Rikers is not that's a prison. A law, that's, that's Rikers well, is not whatever, a prison. Is, no, I know. It's a jail. Yeah. But it's like the fucking, uh, it's the Law & Order Staples right there. Yeah. Staples. Sorry, also, not Staples. hashtag shut down Rikers, yada, yada, yada. Anyway. Yeah. So, Monk is doing some cart chasing, um, which, side note, if you are someone who leaves your cart somewhere other than, like, the cart place, go fuck yourself. Um, yeah. And uh, he sees that Jenny's van is speeding away, and <laughs> that's a bad sound effect, but you know what I mean. What happens? She scrapes, like, her muffler, like, the bottom of her car on, like, There's some sparks. Some yes. Sp- she made, uh, like, um, Los, An- Los Angeles WNBA team. That's, yeah, that's better than mine. I was gonna do like a Bubba Sparks thing, but yeah. All right. Wow, Bubba! Wow, Bubba Sparks with three X's. <laughs> College Park, Bubba Sparks. God, shouts to Bubba Sparks. I I really hope that he's doing well at whatever retail position he's currently at. Anyway, um, so Monk's back in the store, and he sees a friend of his, someone close to him. Dr. Yeah. Charles Kroger. Yeah. Doesn't now, seem like a place he would be at. It's a regular store. I mean, he's, he's got to live. Now, I have thankfully never seen my therapist out and about in the regular world. But when I was in high school, I briefly saw a therapist. Not briefly, a year. I saw her once at the store, and she waved, and I was not prepared for that. It's like, I'm a very outgoing person. I'm, I'm perfectly fine waving to acquaintances. Like, I'm, I'm not weird about that at all. But, like, why, why are you making it hot, you know? Like, since like, hey, I don't even know. It's like, you know, my brain's messed up. I'm kidding, of course. Therapy is nothing to be ashamed of. But, um... It definitely is. It, it honestly is. It feels like when you see a te- your teacher in a store, but like worse. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen my, I well, I haven't seen a therapist in a long time, so I don't even remember what my therapist looks like, to be quite honest. Mm. That is, maybe you have face blindness and should perhaps see a therapist about that. I actually don't think a therapist could do anything about that. Um, anyway, yeah. so we go to a Dr. Kroger session, and Monk is very on edge, because he see, in the story, saw Dr. Kroger eating a granola bar and putting it in his pocket. Yep. And he eventually brings it up, like, I saw you at the store, and you stole a granola bar. Yeah. And Dr. Kroger is, in my opinion, rightfully offended by this accusation. No, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, Monk is, uh, he's the way he is, and, and Kroger's done a lot for him. Like, you'd think you'd give him the benefit of the doubt on e- this. Exactly. Um, also, like, he's in the middle of the store. You individually wrap granola bars you get at the front of the store. Don't be ridiculous, Monk. Like, that's stupid. Um, that's very true. Wow, okay. Um, and... You know, Dr. Kroger's basically like, I carry granola bars on me all the time to you know, keep my energy up. Smart idea, you know? Yeah. Um, and Monk, I, I think that Monk makes, I have a note here, Monk makes great sounds in his session because he's just like, Aah! Yeah, he's very he, Larry cause, David. Because basically, Dr. Kroger's like, I think in a good way, it's like, you have to trust me. Like, this is important that you have... That you can bring it, that you, you you can trust me on face value. I don't need to prove to you that I'm not a thief. I'm right. someone you trust. Yep. And, you know, he ends up, like, getting up to talk about the case, and Dr. Roger takes out a granola bar and starts to eat it, and, you know, Monk is very relieved. Um, and he yeah. says very Monkish, like, like, I always believed it. I always thought, I always knew that you were telling the truth, because obviously he didn't. Um yeah, they share a nice laugh about it, but, you know, Kroger doesn't hold it against him too badly, thank God. No. And then we're back at the break room. Jenny I think Dr. Kroger Walker. might be my favorite character. I mean, Dr. Kroger's the best, man. I fucking love Dr. Kroger. Um, he's, he's a great guy, you know? Yeah. Um, he's, him and Stott. Him, yeah. One I mean, and the, two. The, 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 I was going to say the OGs, but that doesn't make any sense. That's not something they have in common. Um, but Monk's back in the break room, and he sees Jenny opening her locker, and what is the spot in there? Uh, he spots some malaria uh, pills. Ex- yes. I don't remember the name quinine, of it. Quinine, yeah. Which is the malaria pills. Or Q- okay. I don't know if it's quinine, but it's one. It's Q-U-I-N-I-N-E. It's like the B. It's, yeah. It's uh, what you take for malaria. Um, cause, and he's like, oh, you planning on going somewhere? And this is where if you're her, you say, yeah, I'm going to take a vacation sometime. Because, like, don't. The moment you the moment you bristle at that, you're basically just saying, I'm going to a country that doesn't extradite. <laughs> like, that's what you're saying. Right, right, exactly. Although I'm not sure Thailand I'm guessing it's Thailand or Why or, were you guessing Thailand? I don't know, I guess because my the, the last person I knew that took malaria pills when No, I, malaria is it's in South America, Africa, it's all over the place. Not all over the place, but I would guess probably Paraguay or Uruguay, because those are the two nearest countries, I believe, that don't extradite the United States. I could be wrong about that. Um, as, I think someone, no, as, as someone that's had malaria, yeah, I should know better because I got it when I was visiting my family in Nicaragua. You so know, you've had malaria, dude. I've had every like mosquito-based. Okay, no, well, you have not had African sleeping sickness, but that's fine. Um, okay, malaria. How bad was it? Scale one to ten. Ten being uh, hospitalized for a week. No, it was really. It was. It was like it wasn't that bad, but like it wasn't. Okay, it was bad. But it wasn't nearly as bad as when I had West Nile. You had, you had West Nile? Oh, my God. Dude, I, I, had it in, I, I had it in 2012. Like, I think did you get it in America? Weeks. Or did you get it in... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had just moved back from Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and this is funny, 
Uh, it's like Instagram had just started, mm-hmm. and so I went to the LA River, which was really close to where I lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to go smoke weed there with my two friends, mm-hmm. and there was like a sign that said "Warning: Like uh, mosquitoes that have been West Nile virus, yeah, yeah, with West Nile virus have been known to be here. Mm-hmm. Take caution, whatever." And I took a picture of it, posted it. It's like one of my <laughs> five. It's it's one of my five like first Instagram photos from an Instagram I deleted. So there's no proof of this anymore, unfortunately. And, and so I ended up. I mean, I assume I got it from there mm-hmm. because um, the thing is, when you get West Nile, it doesn't hit you right away. Mm-hmm. It takes like a couple of weeks to incubate. Yeah. So in the middle of all that, I got. I ended up getting really sick, like like uh, like digestively, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I had uh, typhoid. Typhus or typhoid? Mm-hmm. You didn't the have one typhoid. You get... No, 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 no. The whichever one you get from eating like like not clean hands. Uh, um, cholera? No. E. coli? No, 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 no. It's typhoid fever. It's not typhus. You, you, it's typhoid you got fever. typhoid fever? What the hell? Well, that's in, what I'm saying. Are you in that's what 1860? Dude, was, <laughs> that's what. That's exactly what the doctor said. The thing was like the 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 fucking because like my immune system was so low while mm-hmm. the virus was in, mm-hmm. incubating in me mm-hmm. um it, like i ended up getting sick even though two of my friends had the same exact thing i had mm-hmm. uh but i went to the hospital for that because like i froze oh up God. and i couldn't move and that I wasn't for the west limb. nile that was <laughs> that was for that and so like when i got to the hospital like that all happened and basically for two to three weeks um i was like sweating through my sheets like mm-hmm. every night i lost like 35 pounds in about a month Jesus so Christ. it was that was horrible Oh my god, have you had dysentery too? That no. Oh no, 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 no. That's water. That's water. I mean, you <laughs> you can't say you can't scoff at the idea of I asked you if you had a disease when you had malaria, typhoid no, no, fever, no, 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 and what's not. I'm uh, telling you, it's it's been bad. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, that's delightful. Uh, I'm sorry yes. to laugh at you, but that is very funny. Um so Monk this he says it's a gift and a curse. And um Jenny corrects him. Yes. Nope. It's actually just a curse. And in then your case. Monk, Monk, he, he oversteps here, where he says, "Like I noticed that you were pretending not to know class." I'm like, what are you doing, Monk? You know she's not going to answer that in a way that's satisfactory. Like if she's actually a killer, you know. Dude, not only that, not only that, but like, like she's tipping her hand off majorly right now. Like I don't see. I why mean, Monk look at the like... eyeshadow she's wearing. She's definitely a bad person. I'm kidding. That, right. You know, it's yeah. very pronounced. Yes, it is. It's really bad. But like. Dude, if you're gonna be so aggressive about it, you better like if you're gonna try to kill him next, you better actually do it. That's true. That's true as well. Um, it's you know once someone's already not, I, I don't know this from experience, but I imagine once you knock someone out, since they're knocked out, it's probably pretty easy to kill them because <laughs> they're incapacitated. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, so Monk is in the back of the store putting back some shoes, and he gets knocked out by one of those sho- those feet measuring things. Um, you know. Come back to bite him in the ass. He gets up, and wouldn't you know it, the dog is off his leash and is, uh, you know, chasing Monk around. Okay, okay, question. Mm-hmm. Is this the same dog that was earlier in the episode that belonged to the police? Yes, but the dog was, I believe they said that they had the dog in the dock, uh, the loading dock every night. So okay, that do- I was going to say, like, yeah. okay, it adds up then, okay. Yeah. And as this is happening, Sharona meets Joe, my Uncle Joe, at uh, the diner. Um, yep. And Monk's she, supposed to be there. Yes, yeah, she apparently learned because she, um, you know, flirted a, with a guy in order to get some records. It's really unclear that she, you know, yes. put herself out there in order to get some information, which good for her, but also, like, you know, a little unethical. She learned that uh, Jenny spent some time in Juvie, which this information is actually not important. I don't know why that this is even in the episode. Um 
But uh, anyway, yeah, I was just like, you know, there are plenty of people who go to juvie and live normal, upstanding lives. Um, right. I'm sure. I don't know any of them. I don't know, you know, um, anyone who is in juvie, as you could probably tell by everything about me, my personality, and, you know, <laughs> not right. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. attracting <laughs> a lot of uh, former juvie residents. Or maybe, you know, maybe I have some friends that were in juvie, and I just don't know. Um, and then Sean asks, you know, what was Monk like as a cop? And um, what 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 is uh, Joe? What does Joe say about Monk's time as a cop? Uh, he I mean he tells like a pretty like touching like not touching but like a, you know a nice story that basically like um, he learned more in the two years that they were no, no the two the first day, two days in that day yeah in the first two days and he learned the fr- in like his two years. years in the academy yeah yeah um, and and that basically he remembers like just a bunch of cops like lining up to basically run stuff by him to see what he thought about stuff. So mm-hmm. like, it's clear that the cops somehow, or like his former, uh, coworkers held him in high esteem. Yes. And Sean is like, were you there when, were you with him when Trudy died? And he says, yeah, he was there when he got the call. He was laughing beforehand and he never laughed again. Oof. Yeah. Was yeah. expecting a punch of the gut. Uncle Joey. Yeah. That was really tough. But, you know. Anyway, I Monk is climbing up uh, an aisle. just want to say, this whole time, it's completely unclear why he doesn't just run out of the store. Um, yes. It's a dog. Um, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty rough chase. Like. Yeah. Um, and he diverts the dog by throwing a chew toy, which, let me say this, is a terrible guard dog if a chew toy can distract it. Um, and, of course, right. he can't help himself from fixing a box that's a little awry. He goes to the customer service stall, grabs the phone, um, he calls uh, Shrona's cell. Shrona doesn't know what's going on, but then Joe hears it and realizes what's going on. That he saves him, yada yada yada, um, and because uh, you know, Joe saved his life, which like I guess yes, people get killed by dogs, but like I don't think he, I guess a bit far fetched. I don't think he's gonna kill him. Um, I could be wrong. Right. If you know I someone mean, who got killed by a dog, email the show, yada yada yada. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the vibes. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it is nice that I, for, okay. Cause I, I think I paused it at this point because I was checking something with a Dodger game, mm-hmm. but I was like, okay, there's still 10 minutes left. I think that Joe still might be guilty of something. I mm-hmm. legit thought it. Cause that guy always plays like someone that's like a dick or like, yeah, I just want to say shot because I did go on a minute long Michael Weston thing. Obviously that guy plays Joe, I believe is Veronica Mars's father. Um, I was never a fan. I never watched that show, but if, there are, any, mar- if there are any marshmallows in the audience, just want to give, because also we once spent like five minutes on Nestor Carbonell, so like it'd be kind of rude. Um, just because I don't know, just because I didn't watch the show he was on doesn't mean that, you know, he doesn't deserve a little, to recognize him. Some uh, respect on his name. Enrico Colante is his name. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, Monk basically is talking to the captain and uh, Disher, basically, and he wants to trust Joe. He thinks he's, a, he doesn't think he's a dirty cop. Um, and because so they're in the record room, like going over the old case that uh, was that he got fired for, um, and also at the same time, um, you learn that Captain has never met Disher's girlfriend Crystal. Anyway, side plot, uh, right? And so he pulls the file and he sees the evidence room where the cocaine was supposed to be, right? And what is the interesting detail about all this? Uh, that that I think like. Sometime after that, there was like uh, stuff from that same evidence room that was sold to like in a guess, police auction. I don't know auction. A police auction? auction, yes. Yes, 
And uh, so there was like I think it was like a computer, a couple of TVs. You don't need to run the other stuff. It's, it's there's only one. Thing and a bicycle. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a bicycle that was there. Yes. And and I guess in the photo, like, what type of gut bicycle is it? It's a girl's bike. And when it was sold, though, it's listed as a guys as a boys bike. In what's uh, the there was like the an extra. There was like an, there was like an extra bar at it. Well, I that's, can't tell that's what the, the hell it was. Oh well, I mean, because yeah. you don't know the difference between a girl's bike and a boy's bike then. The, yeah, I don't. A boy's bike for some reason it's completely. I think it's because girls' bikes were supposed to like make room for dresses, but there's an extra bar in the middle of a boys' bike, which doesn't seem to make a lot of sense because like if you're a boy, I think you want you don't want a bar that you can fall and like hit your balls on. Like it kind of feels impractical. Right. But yes, right. that's the difference. So clearly, there's an, someone added a bar. Now in real life, that would just be a clerical error. But um, so they end up finding who bought the bicycle. It was bought by Claire Toplin. Um, clearly named for Joe Toplin, one of the producers on the show. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know. I just watched the credits. That's not inside information I have. Um, and she was like the person who kept records or whatever. She retired shortly after that case. And they go to her house, and right. sure enough, you she sh- had the bike. She, she had the bike. A, and, and the bike, a, what did it test positive for? Tested positive for that Bolivian marching powder. Oh, yeah, that Colombian Bam Bam. Ooh, the 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 little pick me up. Yeah, no, loud. very bad. Yes, very bad. Yes. Uh, she didn't seem the type. I gotta say. No, don't but that's what she did with it. I mean, she sold it. I assume. I don't know who to whom, but um, that's a lot of cocaine. How much coke could you possibly fit in a fucking bike bar? I mean, uh, enough. Uh, I don't yeah, see, more I, than zero. But like, I don't see the. Point I'm of not. That I also don't know what the like. This one could have been high quality cocaine, and two. I don't know what the street price for cocaine is in San Francisco, you know? Yeah, me neither. You know, I'm not going to judge, I, you know. Uh, anyway, um, Captain goes up to uh, my Uncle Joe and, uh, you know, says, I don't know what to say, other than sorry. And then he's like, that's a good start. And then yeah. Monk take, reaches his hand out and he shakes his hand. And uh, he's done. And then um, Joe asks... Are you going to wash your hand? And Monk says, something effective. No, I think I'm good. And all of a sudden, the room got really dusty, and my nose started stuff off. It's weird that that happened. It's crazy. Yeah, but it's, like, really weird because he says that, but at the same time, he says it kind of, like, distrustingly. I don't know if I just read it that way. I don't know. I could tell you that I read it, like, I'm tearing up and trying not to cry, but that's fine. Um, Okay. I mean, you're probably right, but I think there is also, like... I. He says it distrustingly because I think he distrusts him. <laughs> like, I think right. if you're Joe, I think you're, you kind of, you, I think you're probably worried that this is too good to be true, that because you have been spit on and crapped on for the last four years because then you didn't do. Um, right. Anyway, we cut back to the break room. Our friend Donovan, Mr. Donovan, is announcing who the Employee of the Month is. Um, once again, I've referenced the movie earlier, by the way. I have not actually seen the movie Employee of the Month, and I don't plan to see it. I assume you probably have, just knowing... Your age? Actually, asshole. Um, actually, no. no I'm not, not saying I'm not calling you no. old. I'm saying that you would have been like a teenager when that movie came out, whereas I was like nine. No, not even. I don't think I was like seventeen or eighteen. I to be oh, so you're 17, honest, seventeen or eighteen? Okay, fine. No, no, no. To I'm be completely honest, though, to be I, I like I was never a fan of Dan Cook. I always thought he was super annoying. I was a fan of his stand up when I was like nine, but I never watched his movies because even I could tell that Good Luck Chuck was terrible. Um, and. Uh, I mean, it's really just Good Luck Chuck, um, Employee of the Month. I guess he was in Waiting, and I think he's in the film Dan in Real Life, which is famously the one where Steve Carell's head is on pancakes, but it's whatever. Um, if you know, you know. Um, yeah. So she wins the Employee of the Month. 
Um, and we learned that the thing you get from it is you get a parking spot, a mug, a gift certificate to Lobster Barrel, which I do love that it's only on weekdays and does not include lobster, which is a great joke. Um, yes, and a yes, plaque. I did enjoy that. And a plaque. Yeah. Um, and Monk now thinks he might know, he thinks he knows what this is about. And uh, Joe gets him the last month's chart, and what does he see? Um, he sees basically that um, that she was coming up to it, right? Like it was real close until the end. Like, well, no, yes, he sees what, but what what happened at the end? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to keep teeing you up, but wait, wait, yeah, no, man, you, you need to really stop. Um, what that like she was? No, I don't know. Tell me that Edna was gonna win. If she didn't die, is by easy what he sees. Oh well, yes, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, well, when I tee you up, it's always the obvious thing. <laughs> I wouldn't tee you up if I thought it was no, hard. No, 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 no. It's usually okay. something super specific. That's true, but this is just. A, I apologize. You're right, but yes, he was. She was going to win, and so now Monk's super convinced. Oh, Jenny definitely killed that uh, to win Employee of the Month, which like. Crazy. And at this point, I'm just like, dude, tell me that's not actually what it is, and I'm so glad that it's not. No, I mean it is, but it isn't. And so they go through the perks, and I think this scene is some great Monk stuff, because this is where we get sarcastic Monk, where it's like, um, you know, uh, you know, do you think she was killed for the mug? I don't know. Maybe it's made of gold. No. Yeah. <laughs> like a mug, you know. Di- that was a disher. That was a disher theory. Yeah. Um, that he asked about the lobster barrel. He says that there was an all-you-can-eat buffet with seven different kinds of shrimp. Um, he starts yep. naming the shrimp. Um, I would have mm-hmm. loved to hear him finish. Um, I'm curious when he says barbecue shrimp, does he mean shrimp that is barbecued, or does he mean Louisiana style barbecue shrimp, which is technically not barbecue? There's a lot of questions. Only, about only, only, only because you've referred to it before. But clearly, you have never seen Forrest Gump because I do not care for another itemized list of the kinds of shrimp you can have. I think is I know that that's a scene in Forrest Gump, but I know that I already stated on this podcast I haven't seen that film, so I didn't want to yes, reference it. But exactly the thing you have to understand about a movie. One of the reasons I haven't seen Forrest Gump, like there's certain movies like this where it's like every single it feels like I've. I know two hours worth of references. So someone's like, what am I watching the movie for? <laughs> I know, you know, I know that, you know, his, that his mom sleeps with the principal. I know that Jenny dies of AIDS at the Who's end. Who's his mom? Who's his mom? Who's Sally, his mom? Uh, Sally Field. Um, okay, nice. I know that Lieutenant Dan loses his legs. Like, I, I know, you know. Um, anyway. So, uh, then they ask about the plaque. It's like, no. Uh, in Mo- he asks, would you kill someone for this plaque? And Monk says, I'd kill someone not to get it. Which is funny. And then there's Seems the parking extreme, space. But okay. There's the parking yep. space. They yep. look out. And as they're out there, they see a truck drive over the speed bump. And what do they see again with that truck? A different truck. Uh, that it's, you know, it, it scrapes the bottom. Of, it scrapes it too. So, but mm-hmm. they're leaving the they're leaving the place. Well, no. But, that they... No, no, no. But this is a different truck when that happens. This is just this jogs Monk's memory. Because remember, the, the, their van, Jenny's van, is still in the parking spot at the time. Okay. Because that makes it because because basically Mug, what he realizes oh wait I've seen Jenny's van scrape before but only in the afternoon in the mornings it doesn't right, scrape right right implying that someone's getting loaded up exactly Which, interesting right mm-hmm. does that mean they've been stealing little by little no like, it's the, that they're oh they're they've been hauling dirt. away the the, the dirt. oh they've been hauling the material right exactly okay. exactly got it um. Honestly, great bank robbery plan. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, big fan. That's of this why, plan. like, I. That's why I like. It. I think this is a this is a good because the murder itself is not complex, but like it 
it's one of those, and I've, I think I've used this like way of describing it before, of like a, a good murder is where you would not see it coming, but it doesn't feel like any of the stuff is like pulled as a fast one to you. You know what I mean? Like the pieces are all there to begin with. It's like it's not like at the end. It's like oh, and actually this. It's like no, like you can kind of you because from the very beginning you kind of you see that there's a special spot for the employee of the month in the parking lot, and like you yep. see the spark. Like there's a bunch of everything going on anyway. So. They realize, and there's a bank right next door, and it's like, oh, clearly they're robbing the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Mr. Donovan comes out, is like, Monk, why, why, here you are, well, you know, you need to get back inside. It's like, it's Jenny, she's the killer, yada, yada, yada. And then there's a big, you know, shake. And he's like, is that an earthquake? Um, and then some stuff. This whole gun st- I mean, just can you talk a little bit about what happens with gun, with needing a gun? Because this is all, it's too much. It is a lot. Um, however, I will say, at least, you know, these two knuckleheads uh, that we usually, that we've been making fun of, Ronnie and whatever the hell his name Morris. is, uh, they're good employees. They're not, yeah. not going to just give him the gun for the hell well, yeah, of it. Monk I mean, needs a doing gun. It. Monk needs yeah. a gun. So he's trying yes. to get him a gun. And I don't know what the gun control laws are in California. I hope they're as good as this episode portrays them as. Um, but yeah. I so, think so. I, I don't know. Um, I know that Florida has surprisingly strict gun control laws. Which, like, I'm glad it does, but it also does kind of ruin a lot of Florida jokes. Because you would think that Florida would be, like, that you get a gun when you turn to sex, you know, automatically. Um, but, uh... I yeah. thought you got it at your baptism. Uh, that implies that most people in Florida are Catholic. Um, so... A lot of Cubans out there. That's true. That's true. Also, I think that... I forget all the denominations also get baptized. Honestly, I was raised Catholic, so I have no fucking clue what other Christian yeah. denominations do, honestly. And, and to be frank, I don't care. That's not true. I'm interested in everything. So... Um, he's trying to get a gun, and he ends up just, he ends up taking it and getting some bullets, and then, this is just, this is really problematic. So, they're, Jenny's trying to drive away, because they got the money, um, and Monk gives the loaded, like, hunting rifle to Joe, who's standing on top of a car, a van, and in the middle of a crowded parking lot, Joe, who is, he's a security guard technically, but for all intents and purposes, he's a civilian, he is not a cop. He right. does not have a license to open, like, to shoot this weapon in public. He, in a crowded parking lot, is shooting the tires out of a car, which, by the way, is something that police officers don't do because it's deemed too dangerous. <laughs> and, really? Yeah. I mean, at least they're not supposed to. If I remember correctly, I think that it's, like, not actually a thing that they do in real life, especially in, like, in traffic, because, like, it's really kind of a low-reward thing because it's, one, incredibly hard to shoot tires. And yep. so, and also, it's, it's also, like, yes, she's a murderer. But also, they know what her plates are. She's driving a very conspicuous van. The money itself is not that important. So, like, what is, what's the rush to stop them? <laughs> I don't know. There's anyway. a lot of holes. No, no, the thing is, I think it's, there's not a lot of holes. It's just truly, really irresponsible behavior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, it's but, not funny know, that this entertainment means he's a great shot, yes. 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 Go on to what you were just going to say. I was going to say, it's kind of funny. He becomes, he gets reinstated at the end of this episode because he just demonstrates that he's not a good cop. But yes, I, he is, he's a very, he's a very good shot. He's a very good shot. And so he stops the car and they crash. Then the police show up, which is once again funny because Monk says that they don't have enough time to wait for the police. But the police show up basically right after the car crashes. So it's like, who did it have to have the police? <sighs> I don't want to make you hate this because I actually like this episode, but it is kind of like, they make a big deal of that. I think they, they no. I, it feels fine. it feels like they just wanted to write the scene where Monk buys a gun and then had to justify it backwards, you know? Yes. 
Yeah, no, obviously, but um, we all know Joe was he was wrongly convicted or wrongly accused or mm-hmm. what of whatever. Yes. He doesn't have any weird psychological things or mm-hmm. anything blocking him. I understand. It mm-hmm. makes sense. Yes. Also, why does Joe not go inside and buy the gun? He's a security guard anyway, anyway. So. I'm just like this shit goes by fast, but who knows? Because they you skipped a month randomly in the in the beginning of the episode, yeah. like anything could happen. Anyway, at this point. so cut to after you know the everything solved, back in the police station. Welcome back, Detective Christie. Great sentence. Um, I have no detectives in my family. Um, I don't know how many. I don't even think if I go to second cousins, I don't think there are any law enforcement. So I don't know any Detective Christies. Um, but this one's reinstated. Um, Shorter says, you know, Monk, you'll be next, which, like, no, he's not going to be next. Don't be stupid. Um, right. And uh, and then we finally get an ending on the B-plot that – well, C-plot that really no one asked for. Um, I know I didn't ask to give you – to do the here's what happens, so can you explain what happens with Randy and uh, Crystal? Uh, well, one, she's real. She is. Uh, and two, apparently she came to visit him for, like, five minutes or something. She has to uh, go to Aruba! Because... <laughs> well, yeah, she has to go to Aruba, but, like – uh, you know, if he really wanted to prove it to him, he should have been like, yo, guys, we're, she's going to be right here, like, come through, whatever. Um, but yeah, so she's like, by the time he's like, hey, my girlfriend's here, and they're like, where? And he, like, goes to the window and points out that she's leaving in a taxi, which, of course, you can't see because they're, like, up how many stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I'm pretty sure I'm familiar with the actress. Yes, that it's I Jill Wagner, who was Okay, the, the one who used to host that Who was on Wipeout. Yes. She was like, yes. Okay. And now she is a... She is in, like, the stable of five main Hallmark actresses. She's one of the big ones. Um, okay, Jill Wagner. Yeah, Good Jill friend. Wagner. Yeah. Um, she, she's in this episode for three seconds. Um, and, yeah. So, Crystal's real, and she actually is yep. a model. Um, and for yeah. some reason, she's dating Randall Disher. Um, and for whatever reason, you have to go f- uh, film, like, a wallet portrait in, uh, Aruba. in Aruba. Honestly, yeah. the thing is, I'm not even going to pretend to know what the wallet model business is like. Um... But yeah, she, it, it is. It's really no one asked for the C plot. It's fine, but anyway. Yeah. So but, yeah, good to know he's not a liar. What did you give this episode out of ten? I gave it a seven and a half. Just fine. I gave it an eight, but I think I gave it bonus wow. points. I think I gave it an eight just because like the thing is, if a episode makes me like feel some heat behind my eyes, I give it a half, half fine. point. Fine, fine. Um, fine. Also, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for sappy stuff. Um. You know, the Jonas Brothers are a sucker for you, and by you I mean, of course, their three respective wives, and I'm a sucker for sappy stuff. Um, so, Fine. yeah. I, okay. We have a .5 difference. You have a lot of contempt in your voice for that. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just like, uh, yeah, no, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm always, like, way harsh, but like, no, I still not. give it, like, a 75%. You're definitely not. You're definitely not. I, I think is, I know from my experience of, because... On that list of movies that I mentioned earlier, which I'm glad you didn't comment on the fact when I said, yeah, I have a list of every movie I've ever seen, as if that's a normal thing, but I think you know me well enough to know that that is a normal thing for me. Yeah. Anyway, I have ratings not on that, Not only that, not only that, but I don't think Prometheus is a bad movie at all. I think people no, are stupid No, I wasn't, I wasn't talking about Prometheus, but... No, 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 I know, yeah. I know, but like... Just... By the way, so I, I have a rating system where there's... I give... Uh, it's based on whether or not like I say I like the movie and I recommend it to someone that you can get there's it's x's and check marks there's one check mark is like yeah it's pretty good two check marks like i like this movie i'd recommend it to someone and three check marks is i really like this movie a lot and then there's a check mark and an x which is like eh. then one x is i don't like this movie two x i really don't like this movie three is i hate this movie okay 
I would what say is like what is a movie that like you like but you would watch again? Um, I'm, I, I just cut went back on screen. The first two two check mark is uh, set it up is one that I give two check marks. But what I was gonna say is that I have. I have seen a total of, according to this list, 682 movies, and I have probably 100, 153 check marks. My point being, I am always po- more positive. Like, I'm not actually interested yeah. in being a tough critic. It's not because I'm not a professional critic. It's not important to me. I'd much rather, like, there are a lot of movies that, like, you know, I like a lot that even if I don't think they're really good movies, like, I really like that movie a lot. Like, I get Prometheus uh, two star, two check marks, by the way, um, if only because mm-hmm. their parts are just kind of slow. Um, and it didn't really make a lot of sense. Fassbender is great. What? What do you say? Fassbender is great. Oh, I mean, I, I was confused because I didn't know that that's how we were pronouncing it. But um, how do you pronounce it? I mean, I believe it's Michael Fassbender. Foss, but Fassbender might be the way it's supposed to be pronounced. But I've never heard anyone say it like that. Foss is German. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he grew up in uh, England. So, oh, he grew up in Ireland. Excuse Ireland, me. bitch. You got, he grew up in Ireland. I corrected myself. Um, and uh, everyone knows that, you know, in that town in Germany he's from, that everyone talks like that. That's his accent. Um, sorry, that's a little right. glorious bastards. Um, yep. God, that's one of the best scenes in movie history, man. It's I like, love that movie. I love that, that scene. That scene is unreal. Okay. Uh, if you guys have not seen the glorious bastards scene in the, like, bar, unbelievable stuff. I don't need to tell you that that's a good movie, though. If, you, if, yeah. if you're listening to this, you've heard someone say that's a good movie. Anyway. Um, yeah, I like this episode. Um, and, yeah, I just like anything that's, like, kind of monk- uh, Anything where Monk starts off harsh and then warms up is good um, to me. Anyway, yeah. uh, you can follow the show at Strictly Monk and Andre. Where can we follow you? You can follow me at Andre Barrera. Yes, that is two R's to begin with and then it's one R afterwards. Um, which yes, I, believe, I, I believe, had to actually think about that. Which, like, I think it's just, like, the normal convention for most Hispanic names, I think, right? Like, that feels like, you know... Anytime I try yeah, to like, for the most part, like Jerry the Ferrara, Odubel yeah. Herrera. I'm trying, you know, I don't know what the why Jerry Ferrara is not Hispanic. He's not. He's Italian. He's Italian. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he was Hispanic. I thought he just always played Italian. Um. Anyway. Oh wow! Um, if that's true, I'm gonna be really. I bad. might be wrong. I I I mean, I'm, I could be wrong, but I, I, there's a good chance I'm wrong. He's a, he's Italian. He's Italian. Okay. I always assume. You know, the thing is, because I knew a couple kids in high school who had the name Ferrara who were uh, Hispanic. So I just kind of always assumed. It's usually um, Brazilian. What? It's usually Brazilian. Shouts to Brazilians. Um, and uh, shouts to uh, all my Portuguese brethren. Speaking of uncles, I have a Portuguese uncle. Shouts to him. Um, you can follow me at the Jay Christie. Um, more, than any, more important than any of that, though, make sure you tune in on Tuesday. As we're back, we're monking. We're, we're, we're basically going to be monking nonstop until, of course, we stop when we finish the show. And there'll be no more monking to be had. But next week, tune in as we talk about Mr. Monk and the game show. Uh, something about the prices, right? Let's go, monkey! <laughs>